It's one of my favorite shows to do all week. Welcome in to our MMA-only episode of The Early Edge. I, of course, am the coach. We are powered by the Almighty Sports Line, and we are here every single day for every single sport. The UFC this week, they return to the apex. A little deflating after a sold-out crowd in Arizona last week that saw an unbelievable night on pay-per-view. And our guy, Ian Parker, he's there for you every single step of the way. Let's bring him in right now because he is fired up, not only for the UFC, but if you're watching this show right now, live as it comes out at 3 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, we still have several more picks, Ian, on your Twitter page for PFL tonight because, as always, me and you are the betting gurus for PFL on ESPN. How are you, sir? I'm good. Look, we got PFL tonight. It's exciting that the welterweights back. And then we got UFC on Saturday. Woo, back to back to back to back weekends of MMA. Let's go. Let's go. All right. UFC 29, the main event, the Korean Zombie taking on Dan Ige, who is one of my favorite fighters. And of course, as always, we make Ian make a selection on the main event <laughs> at the end of the show. But we've got several plays today. And again, minus 200 is kind of our baseline for a high odds play or something that we can play with. MMA is a little bit different. All right, let's go. First fight that we're going to look at. Chaos Williams, Matthew Semmelsberger. Boy, I've been working on that all day. Uh, this is a prelim fight. Welterweight, what do you like? I like Chaos Williams to bounce back off, or, off of his last fight against um, Michelle Pajeda. You know, Chaos really came into the UFC. Not a lot of expectations. Two crazy knockouts as an underdog. He is now the favorite here against really a wrestler with, uh, I hate to say, average striking. He telegraphs all of his punches. This is going to look very familiar. Samusberger in his last fight got knocked out the same way. So I think Chaos keeps the fight standing. And not to be uh, cringy, but he's going to cause a lot of chaos. It's what he does. He's going to get this fight done. And a minus 160. That's a tasty number. That it's we a good can number for him. With. We love that minus 160. All right, next fight on our card. Verna Jandaroba taking on Kanako Murata. Uh, women's strawweight, also on the prelim uh, before the main card. What do you like in this fight? This is a really in, in, uh, interesting and intriguing fight. Murata's coming off her UFC debut where she beat Randa Marcos, which if you remember, we picked her on this show. Mm -hmm. uh, we did it because she was the better wrestler, grappler. In this situation, she's fighting someone in Jandaroba who is, outside of maybe one or two other women, the best at Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And her strikes are really coming a long way. She's really adapted to MMA really well. I think Murata's wrestling, even if she puts Jandaroba on her back, you got a black belt in jiu-jitsu who goes for finishes and knows how to stand up also. I like Jandarobi at minus 130. I thought she was going to be minus 175, only because Murata's striking is very limited. It's very obvious what she does. She bull rushes in, goes for the takedown, and when she's on top, she doesn't really advance. She just likes to sit there and throw punches. So I think I'm going to go with the jiu-jitsu master here in Jandaroba. 45 cents uh, approximately of value that Ian thinks we have on that fight. I love <laughs> Uh, when I get that kind of a difference. All right, next Absolutely. fight, Diego Lima, Matt Brown, main card, welterweight, two names that a lot of fight fans know, but who's going to win? Look, Matt Brown's been around forever. He's riding a pretty uh, awful three to four fight win streak at this point. You know, and, and listen, age catches whoa, up. Whoa, 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 whoa. You said an awful three to four fight win streak. I'm sorry. I meant, I, I, I meant losing streak. Thank you for that one. Yeah, that would have been, no, I'm sarcastic. Three to four. He should be at 10. No, you know what? Uh, 
Yeah, pretty bad losing streak for Matt Brown, although he's just the type of guy he retires, he comes back, he misses the sport, he lives and breathes MMA, and he's kind of a legend in the sport from the Ultimate Fighter shows. But age is caught up with him. You know, the evolution of the game is caught up with him. And Diego Lima, who has also underperformed in his career, definitely not met the bar that was set earlier on. He still has the tools to get this done. He's got the leg kicks, he's got the striking, and he's got the wrestling and ground game to really do it to hold off Brown. As long as he doesn't brawl, which I'm pretty sure he's smart enough to not do, Lima gets the win here. All right, at minus 170, that's certainly something we can play straight. But for those of you that are brand new to the show or brand new to MMA betting, you've come to the right place. We educate, we also entertain. And there's always a few fights on every single card that are kind of mismatches as far as the odds are concerned. And we want to bring the odds down. So how do we do that? We put them into a parlay. And we call it Parker's Parlay. So Uh. give me three fighters in your parlay today that you like. (laughs) It's going to bring the number down and give us something we can play with. Sure, we're going to start off early on the card with Aleska Kamer. He's coming off his first loss to William Knight. This is a guy, excellent striking, good wrestling. Just sometimes when you're in the UFC, you get a few wins in a row. You get rushed up the ladder, especially in the heavier divisions, a little too quick. Well, now he gets to welcome a newcomer into the UFC who is known for his striking. Kamer will be the better striker. He'll be the better grappler and wrestler. I expect him to get this done relatively easily as long as he doesn't get caught in a firefight, which again, he's another guy that really doesn't do that. He presses against the cage. Smart fighter. Sergey Spivak against uh, old faithful Alexei Olnik. Olnik will be 43, <laughs> knocked down his last two fights. As long as Spivak uses his range and does not get taken down in the weirdest way possible. And for you MMA fans that aren't familiar with Alexei Olnik, he does what's called the Ezekiel choke, where he grabs onto you in a reverse rear naked choke and falls to his back and you think that you're good. You're like, I'm just laying on this guy, and then all of a sudden you're taking a nap. As long as you keep your distance. You know, you know what uh, Olnick's going to do. He's going to throw bombs. Spivak should be good here. Young athletic guy. He'll get it done. Last but not least, Marlon Cheeto Vera will be fighting Davy Grant. Grant is sneaky good with power. He's won his last two fights. Both comeback wins with TKOs. Vera's coming off a loss to Jose Aldo. After beating Sugar Sean O'Malley, I think Vera gets it done with the leg kicks. He stays away from the power. As long as he's not too hesitant in round one, this should be a cruise ship type of win for Marlon Vera. And that three-way parlay is going to return us at plus 204, which I am here for. Now, it's time for the main event of the evening. Now, I worked with Michael Buffer last weekend. Now, not (laughs) everybody can say that, but I did. I actually got to toss it to Michael Buffer, which was very, very cool. It felt like the main event was big. This main event feels big to me, too. That's because the Korean Zombie, he's really been pushed by the UFC. but has not always won under the big lights. Dan Ige is a guy that's really starting to grow on me. He's tough. He gets in there. He knows exactly what he wants to do. I love this main event, but how do we handicap it? Go. You got to feel for the Korean zombie's parents who named him something else. And now on every fight poster, it's Korean zombie. He doesn't have a real name anymore. It's pretty great. You know, uh, look, with Korean zombie, here's the deal. He came into the UFC, got some pretty quick knockouts, was really known for taking shots to give one. But as you've seen, that chin is starting to become not as reliable and his game is not switched up. He does have an underrated ground game. He just doesn't use it. He likes to put on a show. He likes to intimidate his opponent by moving forward and eating the power shots to give one or two of them. Against Dan Ige, that's not going to work. Ige is a guy that started off as a grappler, a 
a grinder, but now we're seeing knockouts. We're seeing striking. We're seeing an overall game put together. And we also are talking about a guy who's got an unlimited gas tank, which to me is one of the best things you could have in MMA. It really is because when you're going three, four, five rounds, someone's getting tired or someone's just able to push the pace faster. And even if they're not the more technical or better fighter, they're able to push the pace more and unload volume at the end, which does a ton. Danny Gay, in my opinion, gets the win here. I think that he can take this fight wherever he wants. He's not going to get into a brawl. Another guy with a very high fight IQ. He'll press against the cage to slow it down. He'll release. He'll throw combinations off there. He'll speed it up. He's going to confuse the zombie. I like Danny Gay. I do think he gets this window by decision. You know, we saw the one finish against Gavin Tucker last time. He's not known for that. And I think in this fight, he knows it's more important to get the win than to get it in sensational form without forcing it. So if he doesn't force it, he's good. This is the biggest win of his career. I like Danny Gay. At minus 120, the one thing we don't do at the early edge, because I will not allow it, <laughs> is a 5% bomb of the day for yeah, 299. No. no, we don't do that. But when I saw this number, I thought to myself, I think my, I may raise my bet just a little bit because I think this is a mismatch and guys going in opposite directions. Would you feel comfortable if we raised our bet just a little bit on this main event? Look, you want to talk educational purposes, coach. I do feel comfortable raising the bar on Dan Ige. I'd feel even more comfortable if we were playing with house money. So I would say for everyone, look, this is a good matchup for Ige. You just got to keep in mind the reason why the odds are the way they are is, in my opinion, the level of competition. Ige, outside of Edson Barboza and Calvin Cater, where he lost to Calvin Cater decisively, has not fought top five guys consistently where Korean Zombie has for the last few years, multiple main events. Just keep that in mind. I like Ige's IQ here. If we are up money going into this, definitely raise it up. And that's where I would be at, Coach. And, of course, follow us on uh, Twitter, on social media. Uh, don't forget, follow Ian Parker right now because he has all the PFL plays up there as well in addition to uh, commenting all night on uh, UFC when we get there uh, on Saturday. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap. Chaos Williams, minus 160. Jandaroba, minus 130. Diego Lima, minus 170. And then in the main event, we like Dan Ige a lot at minus 120. But you just heard Ian talk about all the reasons that the number is where it is, so be very careful. Then in our Parker's Parlay, plus 204, put Spivach, Vera, and Gamer together. Don't forget, follow Ian Parker on Twitter. He will be releasing... His PFL plays right now. Ian Parker, MMA, uh, PFL tonight, live on ESPN. All right? I love these weeks. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these MMA tickets straight to the pay window. For the Duck Army, Ian Parker, and our executive producer, the jeweler who puts it all together. I am the coach. This is the only place, no matter the sport, for your early edge. Good luck.